Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's been a stunning advance. Ukraine's rout of Russian invaders has recaptured 6,000 square kilometers, Ukraine's president says. This land was held by Russia just a few days ago. Now it's providing a rich harvest to Ukraine's army of abandoned Russian equipment. The Russian Z symbol painted over, the guns ready to kill Russians. The recapture of Izium, a strategic prize, accelerated by precision strikes from new artillery donated by Western allies. And Zelensky with a surprise visit there today and just a very cool, the leaders showing up and everybody pumped up and shaking hands. I mean, just it was, a, it was a great, we're kicking their asses, let's keep it going sort of moment. Anyway, here's more on that report from CNN. To the Ukrainian victors here, the spoils have been rich. The capture of Izium and the rout of Russia here has broken a key link in Putin's logistics chain in the battle for the East. So, uh, that's awesome. The actual on-the-ground uh, battles and everything that's going on right there. How is that affecting Putin? And what's behind some of the admission of failure, which is new? Uh, here's a little Jake Tapper for you. Nearly 50 Russian local and city leaders are calling for Putin to resign. That number doubling from just yesterday. The calls for resignation come as a Ukrainian military source says almost the entire region of Kharkiv in Ukraine has been liberated from Russian control. So, yeah, calls for his resignation and everything like that. Putin's got some political problems then. Would you uh, uh, say that's true? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's certainly a little pressure building. The surprising part to me is that it's being permitted. Right. And so that's what this is all about. The Kremlin's acknowledgement of the defeat is part of an effort to mitigate and deflect criticism. I'm reading from uh, one of your think tanks that follows this sort of stuff. Um, is part of an effort to mitigate and deflect criticism for such a devastating a failure away from Russian President Vladimir Putin and onto the Russian Ministry of Defense and the Uniformed Military Command. They're coordinating this uh, 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 release valve of people saying this is not going well. I don't think probably the calls for for Putin to resign are part of that. But just no. the overall, this is a failure. We're getting our asses kicked. What the hell? And Putin apparently didn't meet with the Ministry of Defense the other day. And there's there's an attempt in state media to fully acknowledge how bad it was. Like, really, oh, my God, this is horrible. But put it all on the decision makers and how they've um, betrayed Putin's vision and all this different sort of stuff, which might be the only way he can spin it. I'm not sure it's going to work, but... Well, right. I would agree with you. I'm not sure what the alternative is, but Putin always, always is thinking a couple of steps down the line. Not that he's always right, but he's always trying to be. And I've got to believe him allowing that and and making sure the the bitter, the the outpouring of bitterness that he's permitting is headed at the top military breast. The next two steps is him purging them. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But so, and he's just priming the pump to do that, i got to believe. Yeah, if you were following this story over the weekend, though, it was surprising, and I, I know I was, when you heard the state media reporting the uh, the, the high level of casualties and, and the disappointment that Russia has lost so much ground and everything. And, and you know, my thought, your thought was, what? They're the state media. They, they, they don't get to say anything that's not approved. What's going on here? Well, now, now, right. now I think this is probably... Um, correct that it's part of a strategy to put the there was no way you're going to hide this defeat and you have to put the blame on somebody so let's really emphasize the defeat but and here's who did it it's kind of like hitler you know who did it the jews um uh putin's going with you know who did it the ministry of defense they gotta go yeah they're terrible yeah well that brings to mind several other questions like okay how quickly does that happen and what does the aftermath of that look like in the field i mean if you sever the already kind of crumbly and inefficient and just terrible by western standards uh command and control structure of the russian military by removing all of those heavyweights what does it look like in the field now god i don't know and you've burned through a lot of your actually trained soldiers, and now you've got like 19-year-old transcripts, who are, or I'm sorry, not transcripts, uh, conscripts, who aren't quite sure which end of the rifle to hold, and you're sticking them into these little Ukrainian towns to hold them, and some of the accounts of the Russians fleeing for their lives are, they're, they're tragic comic, really. Um, if you're, you know, rooting for the Ukrainians, it's like, yeah, yeah, you cowards, get out of here. But if you think about it on a human level, it, it it's just pathetic. You got a bunch of young Russian kids abandoned by their leadership, no idea how to fight, no idea what to do, ill-equipped, shedding their uniforms, stealing clothes from the civilians, and running off into the woods. I mean, it's just, well, it's, of, it's ridiculous. And of course, being lied to, told they're fighting for something important, and they're young, idealistic people, like young people are, uh, wanting to fight for their country. But realizing probably this is this is a lie. This is all made up. Everything I heard is a lie, and uh, my my leaders don't even believe in it. As they've already, they've already taken off. Yeah, you've got about half of that, and half of these uh, the poor dead enders in Russian society who have no other options than 
to be just abused and beaten and starved in the Russian military. And they're in Ukraine thinking, yeah, the fatherland hasn't done much for me. Uh, one of my favorite commentators on this war since it started is James Stravitis, former NATO commander. Here's a little from him. I think there is a, a feeling that this could be a pivot in the war, principally because what you're seeing is our Ukrainian allies, partners, friends, they are tactically succeeding in combined arms operations, putting together air, ground, drones, put the whole package together. Secondly, they're showing they can act on two axes up in the north and the east and the south. And thirdly, they are strategically impacting the global view of them. Mm -hmm. Meeting coming up with Xi and Putin shortly, uh, that's going to be an uncomfortable conversation between two autocrats. Yeah, I'd say David French wrote in the dispatch yesterday, the most important story in the world right now is what's going on in northeast Ukraine. And I think so, too, because it is going to have an effect on uh, China and how they see their opportunities re-Taiwan. And and, uh, that's one of the reasons I'm so into it. But um, it's hard to say what's going to go. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody was predicting this. It's now they're now claiming about. Uh, 3,500 square miles that they've taken back. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to be a fly ski on the wall of the Kremlin right now, though, because ski. I mean, the Russians hold a tremendous amount of the south and east still. Um, and whether they can hold it, it depends on what part you're talking about. But um, their experience recently would suggest that the Ukrainians are coming for a lot of it back. So what does Putin do? Um, does he uh, conscript the vast, uh, you know, swaths of Russian youth and throw them into the battle as quickly as possible? Nobody believes Putin has a chance to win this thing. What do you mean win, though? Because that's kind of what I'm driving at. How much territory are they truly determined to hold? And because they have the forces to hold a certain amount indefinitely, forever. Well, that's one, that weren't, but how those, much? Those weren't his stated goals, though. So, do you think he's changed his goals? Oh yeah, oh absolutely. The idea of taking Ukraine now—forget it. What do you think his goals are now? I, I think he's probably assessing that on a day-to-day basis and trying to figure out what the hell military he actually has. He realizes old buddy Shoigu's been either lying to him or utterly, uh, you know, uh, unacquainted with his own military. Uh, and so Putin is trying to figure out, all right, what do I have? There's no way he's going to hold on to that territory. Z- Zelensky and the Ukrainian people, based on the polling, are showing no willingness to stop the sacrifice, an unbelievable sacrifice, that they've been undergoing now for months in attempt to, in, in the effort to take back their country. And we're but pouring more and more. Though? We're pouring more and more money and weapons into them all the time, committing more all the time. But what territories? Like the Donbass regions that the Russians have held since 2014? Yeah, I think they're going to try to take that back. Yeah, they might try. Uh, they, they definitely will try on one level, but Crimea. Can they get Crimea back? You know, the recently acquired territories in the south and the east along the coastline especially, uh, you know, uh, Mariupol and, and that area, 
That's more of a maybe, but those Russian strongholds, I don't know if those will fall. That's, that was kind of one of the points I was working to is Putin's going to figure out what forces he actually has and to what extent they're, they can project power. And he's going to figure out where to put them and what land to hold. But the idea of losing the areas they've had for the last eight years and Crimea would be such an utter humiliation. I got to believe he's going to concentrate his forces there and maybe give back the rest of it, but I don't know. Yeah, well, that would uh, give back, like formally, or just kind of the way he gave it back over the weekend. Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I I would like to know what our conversations are. I would like to know. Well, I was going to say what Biden thinks. I don't know if he thinks about anything. It's chilly. Well, bad at it's chilly in here, Jill. What's the thermostat set at? Might Corn pop never writes. What, Come on. Well, what's our Pentagon thinking? Are we telling Zelensky? No, we punish him for a while, then we get to the negotiating table. Or are we telling him we're getting it all back? We're going to give you whatever you need to get it all back. I have no idea. And are, what are we telling Putin through intermediaries or, or whomever? Look, what messages are we sending there? You can't win, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We are going to we're going to pour whatever we got to pour into this to make sure you don't get to keep this land. I don't know. I don't know. Why don't you kill yourself, Putin? I don't know if you listen to uh, listen to talk radio in America, but that that'd be that'd be good for everybody. Why don't you kill yourself, dude? Ah, good power vacuum in the uh, biggest nuclear arsenal in the world. That'd be exciting. <laughs> yeah, there is that. There, there is that. The idea that who would replace Putin would be, you know, better. Not necessarily. Mm, fans of history understand sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Yeah, better. could be somebody to the right of him who thinks, yeah, yeah, we got a nuclear arsenal, let's use it. What have we been waiting for? I don't know. That's why it is the most important story in the world right now. It is not a carriage pulling the Queen's body through London. Actually, play that again, Michael. What? Goodbye. Oh, okay. instead of hello, goodbye. Did that muffled voice come from the coffin? Yes, that's yes, tr- troubling. Armstrong and Getty World exclusive. Wow. Well, she's the queen. Death Ooh. has only weakened her. Wall to wall coverage, by the way, on uh, on all your cable news channels and some of your network channels on the. Uh, the Queen's body being moved around, so good for you. Enjoy that if that's what you're into. Um, a little more economic news and inflation in the stock market and all that sort of stuff. That's the biggest economic story going on right now. Among other things on the way, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Strong and Getty Show. Swung on, there it goes. Deep left field, it is high. It is far. It has gone out of the building. Over the high green monster. He is phenomenal. The second home run of the night for Judge. His 57th of the year. Remember back in the day when uh, the steroid freak Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were both chasing Roger Maris's home run, and it became a national obsession, including for people that don't follow baseball at all. We yeah. were hanging on it every day, and you'd hear, McGuire hit another one. No, Sosa did too. And it was just, it was a, 
It was a craze. You got this guy, Aaron Judge of the Yankees. He only needs four more home runs with 20 games to go, and nobody's paying attention to break, yeah. to, to set an actual record because he's not a steroid freak. Well, what did uh, what did uh, Barry Bonds end up hitting, 77 or something? 150. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And the fans yeah. start to chant, Barry. Yeah, I remember back in the Sosie McGuire summer, there could be a state funeral and they'd break into it to show they're at bats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the conclusion's clear, Jack. Bring back steroids. Bring back steroids. 900 feet home runs. You jack old Aaron Judge up on the roids. He'd come out looking like an 800-pound gorilla. I mean, he'd be hitting the ball, you know, he'd hit the ball from Yankee Stadium into the Mets Stadium he's, across town. He's six seven, almost 300 pounds. What if he got on steroids? That'd be crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, he'd hit the ball 900 feet. He's a talented hitter. Oh, my gosh, what a ball player. And a giant. It shouldn't be fair to have a giant unless you play for the Giants. You should. <laughs> Everybody on that team's a giant. <laughs> Wow, yeah, yeah, he's an amazing ball player. Um, der, der, der. So uh, among the many stories that are probably really important, but I haven't had the bandwidth to really get into, if you'll forgive me for using that hipster term, is those two giant labor disputes going on right now. And no, I'm not talking about the tens of thousands of teachers and or nurses who are striking in various uh, bergs around the United States, but uh, the railways and ports uh, threatened strikes. Uh, I believe both of them you know, a little, come down uh, to Friday. A little supply chain interruption would be good for the inflation. Oh, boy. Um, and Axios is writing about it. I found it very informative. Um, the White House is pushing to avert disaster and is engaged at a level not seen in decades. These two huge labor disputes, the railways and the ports, they're using the term disaster. Why it matters. The stakes are sky high economically. A shutdown of the nation's rail system could cost $2 billion a day, according to an industry estimate. We've already seen what backed up ports do to the economy. Politically, any work stoppage would spell disaster for a pro-labor White House determined to keep inflation in check and avert bottlenecks. Bottlenecks equal shortages. Shortages equal price increases. Can you imagine that fuel on the already burning fire of inflation at this point? Uh, White House is uh, very involved in the negotiations, I guess. Would you say the deadline is for this? Uh, Friday is when the cooling off period runs out and the workers could strike. Okay. Um, that is the, uh, that's the railway thingy. Port workers on the West Coast have been in negotiations for a new contract. The last one expired in June. Um, I, uh, they're both looming. I don't think. There's any, like, tie-in if one of them does something, the other one will do the other one uh, or uh, will, like, join in. I just think they're both happening at the same time. Uh, There's an actual deadline for the railway thing. Uh, The the port workers dealio is just getting more and more tense, I Uh guess. But with a deadline of Friday for the railway thing, um, uh, that's a lot of leverage. That's a lot of leverage. Yeah, indeed. And they're talking about how the uh, if the railway system shuts down, even for a few days, the trucking system has to pick up the slack. And there's no slack in the trucking system. There's already a shortage of drivers. Plus, diesel's crazy expensive. Right, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's one to keep an eye on, I guess. God, I'd say, with inflation already where it is. 
So we've been talking a lot in the last several days about the state of American young men and have received a lot of interesting, impassioned, and insightful emails on that topic. We'll share some of them with you next. If you can't hang around, it's a tragedy, and we're all sorry, but you can grab the podcast later, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, did you guys see this? A Starbucks canned beverage has been recalled in seven states because it could contain metal fragments. <laughs> or as Starbucks put it, now introducing tetanus spice. <laughs> On the plus side, the jagged metal pieces really do wake you up. Um, I have got something so good that I just came across. Can't wait to share this with everybody. 
It's a food neutrality video. Oh, wait, what? (laughs) That the L.A. school system uh, was using on their website. And wait till you hear it. It's just. Did you say food neutrality? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I don't don't want to give any of it away. We'll listen to it. But it's it's um, and I'll tell you my concern. And it's so hard in the modern era. I can't tell if I'm getting hooked by something that's a joke because everything's so freaking weird right now. You you can't tell what's a joke, an exaggeration, a parody or actually real. But this would seem it was real. It's, uh, uh, you know, making healthy food choices is oppression sort of video for L.A. schools. Oh, my. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's unbelievable. I just watched it. Well, I mean, for instance, and, and we'll get into these great emails about the state of young men uh, in a second, but you got, cl- look, play clip number 81. This is this chick who you may have seen from Libs of TikToks or whatever. She was uh, talking about frog and frog self as, as pronouns, neo pronouns. Go ahead. Uh, today I'm going to be teaching you how to use shark sharks pronouns and today I'm going to be teaching you how to use flower flowers pronouns and today I'm going to be teaching you how to use wolf wolf's pronouns and paint paints pronouns and cat cat's pronouns that that's pronouns and sentences the verb viz pronouns thon thon's pronouns and sentences zay zem pronouns shroom shroom's pronouns I'm going to be teaching you how to use prince princess pronouns and sentences so that's an actual progressive queer theory lover whose neo-pronoun theory is that you can use any word, any animal, any anything, and insist that's your pronouns. So that's where this is going. All right. Just insane. It's a, how, so how do you parody that? How do you make fun of it? How do you exaggerate that when it's that Looney Tunes? Anyway, <clears throat> on a somewhat no, I related see, I topic. I see your point, yeah. How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to figure out what's a joke and what's not with that? Out there in the world for real. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So on the topic of young men, we're uh, playing some clips from Bill Maher's discussion with a couple of thinkers uh, Sunday night. And, uh, you know, one of their conclusions was, and it's an inescapable one, young men are not attaching to a woman or a partner. They're not attaching to a career or a job, um, not to the military. They just kind of exist seeking pleasure. And it's, you know, it's, it's been seen across a number of different societies. Uh, they have derogatory terms for that sort of guy in uh, Japan, in China even. Um, it seems to be, you know, a, a phenomenon that's not only American, but it seems to be particularly acute in the United States. But anyway, got a bunch of emails on that. Uh, and they range from the completely serious to the not entirely and deal with a bunch of different aspects of it. Pat in the Hood writes, uh, catching him up on the show, uh, bah, 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 the unemployed young men, no job, no girlfriends that are the most dangerous members of a society, which is true. That's exactly who I picture Antifa members being. Disaffected youth, angry at the world and violent. It's no surprise they already have a stronghold in the Northwest where liberal policies have been marginalizing them for over a decade. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's true. There are plenty of angry young women in those movements, too. Um, this is Mama T. Um, my 35-year-old son was in fifth grade 25 years ago, and even then the public schools in New Hampshire were beginning to figure out how to crush innocent young boys. Your segment today reminded me of how long the uh, education world has been sick. 
Fortunate to be stay-at-home mom for a number of years, always volunteered at my children's schools. The best way to know what's going on is to be amongst them, I thought. I co-led the volunteer group at the elementary school my two youngest children attended in the 90s and was there frequently. A new program called the Girls Club for fifth-grade girls was implemented by the counseling team in the fall of my youngest son's fifth-grade year. The club was experimental and only involved one of the three fifth-grade classrooms, although it was also in existence at one of the other elementary schools in town. After the first meeting, a fifth-grade girl went up to my son, kicked him, and spat out the words, You're competitive! Fortunately, he had a fairly balanced upbringing and responded by saying, uh, So, I also have empathy, which is a hell of a thing for a fifth-grader to God, say. God, that's quite the conversation for fifth-graders. <laughs> this was witnessed by the fifth-grade classroom teacher, who, though somewhat alarmed by the initial change in the girls was at the mercy of the administration since she normally had good repertoire with her students or uh, rapport with her students she thought things would smooth out after a few negative reports from my son such as being required to adjust some of the ball games played at recess to make sure that any girl who wanted to participate would be thrown at least every third throw etc I asked the counseling department if I might attend a girls' club meeting in order to gain perspective to help my son understand the new climate, etc. I was told that would not be an option as it would make the girls uncomfortable. The school year culminated in the boys and girls in my son's classroom being at total odds at each other's throat. Throats. My son was writing a letter to the principal telling her he hated Mrs. B. And finally, after catching the counseling Mrs. B in a total lie... There I was nose to nose with her, telling her she had harmed my child and many other little boys who really didn't have a thing against the girls before fifth grade. But as you referred to on your program, the way they were building up the girls was to tear down the little boys. The most disturbing thing about that to me is that that was in the 90s. Yeah. Well, and that was in New Hampshire. Not surprisingly, New Hampshire, the Berkeley, California of the East. Um, and pathologizing the behavior of little boys, I started to see that when I was volunteering in uh in elementary schools in the 2000s, I guess the 90s and the 2000s, where being full of energy and curiosity and not being able to sit still for three hours at a time was seen as a problem, probably a problem that deserved medication. Plowing along, Sean writes, how about until you have a child and cross 30, you have to work nine hours to earn one hour of porn? How about that for legislation? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like I do with my kids with video games. You know, we play. Do we do this much of a bike ride? You can play uh, Minecraft for an hour. You can do that with porn with older kids, with like you know, twenty-five year olds. Boy, the number of gals whose husbands or significant others were obsessed with porn and wouldn't pay them any physical attention wow. was heartbreaking. That that, that I, I man, maybe I haven't seen the correct porn. <laughs> I just said I don't. I, I don't get that. I do not get that. Well, porn is easy. I think that's that's the attraction. There are none of the complications and realities of of uh, you know relationships. It's the same reason. It's the same reason you eat fast food. It's pretty good, and it's right here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, a couple more. I found this really interesting. Modern dating is a twenty nine year old male. This is from Al Anonymous, I guess. Uh, dating pre twenty twelve is a completely different world than post twenty twelve. Politics, at least in a blue city like Portland, this really amped up a little later in 2016. Most women will not date you unless your politics align. 80% of first dates, when they learn I'm a libertarian, well, I couldn't care less about what your politics are as long as you're not a radical. They'll reject you. High expectations. Many women are highly successful, independent in the modern age. I've heard phrases like, why would I settle for a man who's less than ideal when I can do it all myself? From female friends. Um, alternative I, I, life. I've, I've heard that sort of thing a lot, yeah. 
Well, yeah, and there are a lot of, uh, and, and this is partly the culture that they're immersed in, but there are a lot of college-educated women who think, why would I date or marry a dope who doesn't have a college degree? Now, I'm obviously using that with quotes because I think that's the message society has sent. Uh, but with more and more women ap- uh, you know, opting for the college track and fewer and fewer men, that's another reason people aren't coupling. Yeah, the um, the I've got this idea of some sort of perfection that I'm looking for. I can't figure out if that's just unrealistic expectations or if that's an easy out for the risk and difficulties of engaging in relationships. Yeah, relationships are hard. They're di- they're challenging and risky. Yeah. Uh, alternative lifestyles, huge rise in non-monogamy, LGBT, casual relationships, uh, not to mention it's genuinely tough to find people under 35 who truly want a traditional relationship. Other issues include a woman I know who will only date vegans or men who are interested in being a vegan. Another point, rise of anxiety and depression. I know two women who appear fully functioning in high school who still live with their parents, don't work, and are anxious slash stressed to do anything new. One is just now learning to drive at age 29 and hates it because it makes her too anxious. They post about their depression on social media constantly. This will only get worse as the influence of TikTok, depression, anxiety, worship grows. It's the narcissism of small distinctions. Why should I pay attention to you? A lot of women answer that question with, I'm so anxious and depressed. Pay attention to me. Care about me. Uh, And finally, lack of accepted social approach areas. Well, still possible, many women don't want to be approached anywhere outside of online dating. Ever notice how many people walk around with headphones everywhere they go? Online dating is a safe space designated as a dating zone. Common phrases are, I don't want to talk at the gym. I'm just there to work out. Or I'm out with friends. I don't want to get hit on, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Did I tell this story on the air or not? I was, I was going to uh, a, a graduation on a, a major university campus a couple months back. And I didn't know exactly what hall, which hall it was. And I'm walking on the sidewalk. And there's like a college woman kind of walking a little faster than me going by. And said, hey, you know which, you know, where the McPherson building is or whatever like that? She got kind of wide-eyed and started walking fast and pretended she didn't hear me. And I thought, oh, my God. she She's one wow. of those people that like a man talking to her, asking a question. On a beautiful, safe, you know, middle of the afternoon, sunny day college campus was just horrifying. I could tell by the look on her face. She just walked really fast away and pretended she didn't hear me. Wow. Can you imagine the most living like mundane that? Mundane of yeah. interactions. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in a wow. suit. I mean, I definitely didn't look like a, a, <laughs> a predator sketchy person. But I just, I, I, was, I felt, God, that must be horrible to live your life like that. Yeah, no kidding. That's troubling. And, you know, I appreciate Al in that point, uh, you know, standing up and saying, yeah, young men are like uh, in a weird space right now. But part of the problem is young women are really, really weird right now. So that's that's got to be part of it. Both ends. Yeah. And then employment wise, Textonomous writes, uh, guys, regarding fewer young men working, does the increased minimum wage have anything to do with this? When I was a teenager back in the 80s and 90s, getting a part time job was a rite of passage. Is it possible that a higher minimum wage is keeping teenagers from being hired for menial labor jobs, uh, thus leading to these maladjusted young males in part? Yeah, that's probably part of it. Hmm. You know, as uh, Tim Sanford, the great uh, libertarian thinker, attorney, and friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, pointed out to us years and years ago, and he's got some great books on these topics, if you raise minimum wages past a certain point, you are making it illegal to hire somebody at less. Well, yeah, I get that, idiot. 
here's the point. If a teenager can only bring you $11 per hour of value, but they really want that job because they want to learn how to do a job, and you think, well, for $11, yeah, I'll pay them because they bring that much value. Okay, let's do this. You've made that illegal. You've made it unlawful to hire anybody who doesn't bring you $17 of value, even if that person is desperate for the job. Think about that next time you hear the who could be against higher minimum wage argument. A video L.A. schools are showing around about uh, food. You're going to find shocking. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.
came across this. Uh, actually, on Tim Sandifer's uh, Twitter feed, which he just had at the top. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and it's from uh, L.A. Parent Union Twitter feed. L.A. Schools shared this food neutrality video. Again, yes, he said food neutrality. And so you're about to hear this video, and then I'll hit you with some of the comments from people about it. Uh, uh, that's, they, there's a little skit here at the beginning, and then you're going to hear a nutritionist and another woman talking. It's only about a minute long, and uh, if it's hard to understand, we'll go through some of it when it's over. Here we go. I got us donuts. Those are so bad for you. Oh, no. Are they moldy? I mean, are they poisoned? Are you allergic? No, I'm just saying. Mm. You're judging my food choices based on a false standard of health again, aren't you? Guilty. Diet culture, fat phobia, and systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food, and it shows up everywhere. For instance, harmful thought patterns like earning food through exercising, or that dessert is the reward for the punishment of eating vegetables. Remember that you do not need to earn food. We are all incorrectly taught from a young age that our size, and therefore the foods that we eat, are markers of our self-worth. Moralizing food can lead to harmful relationships with food and disordered eating. Instead of focusing on good and bad choices, try to approach food with neutrality in mind. The only foods that are bad for you are foods that contain allergens, poisons, and contaminants. Or food that is spoiled or is otherwise inedible. Eat without guilt regardless of what society says. Food neutrality. There is no good food and bad food. It's all equal. Unless it's poison or spoiled. But other than that, they're all the same. Where do you even start with that? I know. Uh, some of the responses on here. Uh, what are they trying to do? I don't get it. What is the goal of lying about donuts to make kids believe they can eat anything, everything, and be just as healthy as skinny McSalad face over there? No offense, skinny. Uh, somebody else saying, system systems of oppression have created false food hierarchies. Right? WTF. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is a proper response to that sentence. Systems wow. of oppression have created false food hierarchies. What? <laughs> wow. I, you know, <laughs> oh my God. it is hilarious and bizarre, but it's scary that, that people have fallen under the sway of these cults. <laughs> Somebody said, F it. I'm going on a strictly nutter, butter, and cognac diet from here on out. <laughs> uh, but also... Nutter butters. Mm. This excellent point from Tim Sandifer, Tim the lawyer. The logic really would conclude that the difference between life and suicide is merely a subjective preference, and that a preference for the former is kind of a wrongful discrimination. Uh, yeah, the whole idea. Systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food. Who are you people? And this actually is from the L.A. school district. That's that's who the video is from. Teaching this to the second largest group of children of any school district in America. While maybe the biggest health problem we have in America, COVID aside, over the last decade has been obesity. (laughs) And the kids can't read and write. And they're suicidal and anxious and depressed. And their achievement scores are in the toilet. But L.A., L.A. schools taking plenty of time to teach them that donuts are every bit as healthy as broccoli. And anybody who tells you differently is inst- or is reinforcing systems of oppression. Wow! What the hell? I just I can't I can't wrap my head around I I 
I can certainly understand how if you were a certain age, uh, uh, you could just check out. You could just check. You know what? I'm going to go do my job, whatever it is. I'm going to come home. I'm going to weed the garden. I'm going to watch the NFL. You um, people have lost your effing minds. <laughs> I'm no longer interested in participating in society. Uh, and do, am I, does this see? Does this all this stuff seem to be growing or shrinking? Sure, feels like it's growing. It's absolutely growing. Uh, it's grown to the point that the forces countering it, like ourselves, are being heard more and more and observed more and more. But you're still seeing, you know, fairly vaunted institutions like the New York Times or whatever trying to claim that uh, complaining about critical race theory is a right-wing fantasy or conspiracy theory. It's not being taught in our nation's schools. So it's, um, you know, the the forces of sanity are growing in strength and number. But I think, you know, it's easy to misinterpret how many people are on the bandwagon because of the nature of our show and our audience. Uh, I think there are many, many people who don't have the slightest idea what their kids are being taught in school. Um, Somebody said it was explained to everyone at our previous public school that white or non-poor Parents shouldn't teach their kids that processed food is junk food because they might be judging other kids' food choices. What a bizarre notion. A bag of Doritos is either junk food or it's not. Regardless of who's eating it or any of your hierarchies of oppression or any of your other Mm. talk. Mm, There's some white supremacy. So don't teach your teenage boys not to rob liquor stores. Because that could be seen as judging other people's uh, ways to uh, pay the rent. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. And again, I had to spend a little time on that to make sure that was real. Because it's so silly, it could easily have been you know, from the Babylon Bee or something. False food hierarchies? Was that the phrase? There's no such thing as a bad food unless it's poisoned or spoiled. Uh, au contraire. Signed, every nutritionist in history. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This message comes from Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.